down in the den. So go tell a friend. The best podcast on earth is about to begin. We got jokes and news and movie reviews. After Dark NC-17 with the crew. Interviews with the best artists around. So like, comment, subscribe. The show starting right now. Let's go. Like, comment, subscribe. The show starting right now. Welcome to Down in the Den. It's your boy Mars, the coolest podcast in the entire multiverse. And joining me in the day, in the den today, I, I feel like such a proud uncle. This talented young queen is back for the second time, like she never left. She's one of the most absolutely talented young artists in the industry right now. And she is back to dig into her brand new EP entitled What I Never Told You, the prolific the dynamic, our very own amazing Grace Sorison. Grace, how are you doing, sis? How's life been for you? That was an insane intro, but I'm doing well. I just got off work, so I'm doing well. Excellent, excellent. Well, I am so happy to have you back here. We we rarely have repeat just because, you know, we're only going on season two, so we rarely have repeat guests, but it's a treat having you back here. So we're going to skip the formalities. You are family. Everybody knows on the den, we always start with the same question, the origin story question, but we already know our origin. Check back. It's like episode 12 or something. Check it out. Check it out. Go back. Follow us. So what we're going to do, we're really going to dig into this brand new project. It is a phenomenal project from track to track. It's very rare that you get a offering where you can just put it on and walk away and just let it boom all through the house you don't have to skip a track or anything like that so what we're gonna do we're gonna have grace go through each song with us and we're gonna learn a little bit about the creation of these amazing songs and and just have a little bit of fun like we always do in the den so grace are you ready yeah i'm I'm ready all right let's get it so the first song on the new project is called i is called a captain captive i love it it's got these beautiful keys and the arrangement opening and of course your voice is always pitch perfect tell me a little bit about the creation and the inspiration for that song yeah so i just kind of want to start off with like the whole idea behind the project um just because it'll make a lot more sense as i go through but the whole project is is titled what i never told you and I titled it that, and it, I don't know why it took me so long to come up with that title, but we had finished all these songs and put them, kind of pieced them together and just selected them for the project. And um, I still didn't have a title. And this was like a week before I needed to have it on DistroKid. And really? <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. And I had, and I, what was weird is that I had kept for like two, three months I had kept um, a notes page in my phone notes yes. and I had, like just started, I would just jot down ideas like throughout the day when I felt like, Oh, maybe that's one. And I would just put it in my notes to go through it later. And I had this like huge list of a bunch of titles, like a really horrible, I had one that was called like fake flower. That's not terrible, but just for like, there was a bunch of them that just like did not make any sense like regarding the project and weirdly the one that I ended up choosing was the very first one that I wrote on that notes page and um and that was what I what I never told you and as I I kind of went back to that idea which I just brushed off as kind of whatever at first it made sense perfectly with the whole project 
And then that brings me back to Captive. And Captive was um, the first song that I wrote for the project um, back actually on January 14th, a year uh, before the actual release date. Um, just coincidentally happened like that. Um, and I wrote that with Ronnie Hall, my vocal coach. Um, we were in a voice lesson and I had been going through some things and we just chose that day in our lesson to just write and just get, get whatever was in out. And he started just playing this little riff, the so captive, that first chorus line. And I was like, what was that? And we both started feeling this groove that we were creating. And from that so captive line, I've just filled in the rest of the lyrics and then um, I took that little blurb that we had home and then I just finished writing the track. And then when we recorded it, um, Sean Giddings actually, all all it took from him was an email and he sent over a full version of the song with Rhodes and a full version of his grand piano at home. So he just sent the the stem, the piano stem stems. And then I went into the studio with Jimmy from Orb and then recorded all the vocals for it. So yeah, that's how we did Captive. Um, and yeah, that is just one of the other things that I never got to say to someone. So yeah. That is so dope. And it's so dope how you talk about your creation of the title and, and how it ultimately ended up being the uh, first album you picked. And I, I've always yeah. noticed with any idea that I come out that always ends up being successful for me, Ends up being the first one. Uh, weirdly. Always ends up being the first one. And I think something as creators and creatives, we kind of have to learn to trust our, our spirit. Usually, yeah. it so it that, that just caught me that, you know, it always ends up being the first one uh, most of the time because that's just the best idea. <clears throat> then we question ourselves. Your instinct. Your instinct always knows, I feel. Your exactly. gut feeling really... Absolutely. Yeah. Got to get our third eyes and get our chakras. Oh, right. That's the way to do it. So the next song on the project is called You Don't Like Me When You're Not With Me. And this has such a, I, I, when I was listening to the album and I was taking notes, I put haunting as a very haunting sound. It's very beautiful. Tell me a, a bit a bit, a bit about that song. Yeah. So this one um, kind of, combats the fact that it's the shortest song on the album of the project um, with the longest title. And um, I did that on purpose, but not really. It just, I couldn't shorten it without it losing its meaning and, and the, the type of passion I had behind it. That line, you don't like me when you're not with me is a lot more. That's exactly what I mean with the whole, with the whole song and that's honestly the only line that if you if you hear any line in the song that's probably the only one that I you know I wanted this person to hear and so with this track um, I was just in the studio with Andrew Schindler um, who worked on all pretty much every song on the album or the pro I keep calling it an album on the EP and um, and he just started creating this little this little um, this little vibe on the keyboard. And then I just went and stepped into the booth and just started getting into my zone and really like zoning in on what I wanted to say to this person. And that's kind of what I did throughout the whole project. I would just like think of them, think of the situation 
and just say what I wish that I could say to their faces, but I can't, or I didn't have the balls to. And so that was kind of the song that I freestyled into versus writing methodically first. Um, and that one, I just started freestyling a lot of the melodies. So the, the song was really a melody at first. And then um, I had this like poem in my phone that I just fit into that melody that I was creating. And it just happened to kind of flow really well. And so then we just checked the vocals and, and that was it. The song uh, is pretty minimal production wise. Um, but Andrew, of course, did his thing and... Uh, yeah, I like that it's short, and uh, the biggest complaint that I've gotten so far is that it's too short, but um, I really, there's nothing else that I could have said in there, you know, I kind of, it kind of got my point across, and I, I, I literally couldn't think of more lyrics to put to it without it being redundant, so I just let it be what it needed to be, in my opinion, and, and yeah, that's, that's what I, that's, um, you don't like me when you're not with me. Definitely did that. And and I like that. I don't like um, when people think, okay, I have to have uh, a hook, two sixteens, and just let yeah. the art be what the art is. And if it's a one minute song, but it's a masterpiece, then I'll take a minute of a masterpiece in four minutes. Yeah. Of you yes. Know what I mean? yes. And honestly, one of my inspirations for that was, um, uh, weirdly so many of my favorite songs off of projects are the shortest ones or like the ones that they call interludes right. um interludes are the ones that i listen to first on an album i know you're supposed to listen through the whole album when it comes out but i just have like i don't know the interludes i know are going to be good because it's like they thought that this little piece of sound was like stunning enough to put on a whole project so i always listen to them first and um there's a there's a voice uh it's called voice memo um with a number maybe on the Nao project. And it's just them singing uh, Say Yes by Flow a Tree, acapella in a, in a studio. And it's just a bunch of beautiful voices. And so that was kind of my inspiration for this. I just wanted it to be this like, just kind of, I'm just saying what I mean to say, and that's it. And then I'm just gonna let it go on. And so you don't really have to pay attention to it, but if you do, you're gonna understand why I put it in there. You know what I mean? So yeah. No, I, I I loved it, and, and you're absolutely you. right. And you mentioned uh, there, you know, some people say, "Oh, you shouldn't listen to it." It's like the Reese's cup. There's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. <laughs> cup. There's no wrong way to consume music. I one of yeah, the right. first albums that I remember with just incredible interludes that were almost separate songs was uh, Justin Timberlake Future Sets Love Sound. and uh, him and Timberland worked on that entire album, and each song had a separate interlude that was went right into it that was oh that's cool it was amazing and like as i've started to kind of get my creative juices flowing and start making music again i've kind of noticed being influenced by just free range a song may go here there and switch who cares just you know create you're along for the ride yeah just go along with the ride i'm not creative for a reason just a vessel just a vessel yeah the third song on the album, which was your first single off of it, uh, This Isn't Love, which is, I, I still listen to the, the song. That particular song's been out for a while now, and I still listen to it at least a couple of times a week because it's just, it's just fun. It's just fun, and it's the kind of music I want to hear. Um, I, I put in my notes skating rink music because it makes me feel like yeah. I'm <laughs> at the skating rink 
busting my ass because I have no coordination, but still being out there. What went into that song? It's it's super fun and super young and just it feels good. Yeah, uh, I appreciate you saying that. Um, this is actually the song on the on the project that I I don't. It's not that I don't like it. It's just not really as uh, impactful to me personally. However, I do know that it is like a, a, a nice general bop, and, and you know you can listen to it when you're driving in the car and and like in the background of things. Um, but but honestly, like I did not like the song originally, but I was like, someone will, and I don't only make music for me, so I'm gonna put it out, and whoever needs to hear it will hear it and they'll like it. And so I just put it out there, but um, but I definitely think that you know it it could have it needed some more. I don't know. It just wasn't my favorite, but this one I originally wrote kind of sad. Um, I wrote it. Uh, I, I just wrote the beginning, um, verse and pre, and I like posted it on TikTok, and people were like responding well to it. So I decided, okay, well I'll go ahead and finish it. And then I took it into the studio with Andrew and he had his buddy come in, Billy Blunt, and who's an incredible guitarist that I I met that day. And um, Billy just started taking the song to a whole different uh, galaxy. And it turned into this like fun bop. And I was like, actually, I really like that. I like that it's a positive feeling and it has, you know, kind of more of an easy listening um, to it. And it, it kind of boosts the mood. Um, so I like that about it. And I know that I needed a song like that, um, to kind of go along with all my other moodier stuff. Um, but yeah, so it turned into this fun bop and and that one is really just my anthem for things that you shouldn't accept and ways that you shouldn't accept being treated and realizing that you deserve more and realizing that this isn't love. And although someone might be trying to convince you that it is, um, that in your heart, you know what you deserve. And yeah, so I, I'm glad that it turned into more of a positive anthem. Dope. It's super dope. And I, I love, uh, we had talked about this before, the just position of the lyric versus the melody. I'm always yeah. a fan. I'm a concept guy. I love when you really have to listen in and dictate, hey, this doesn't match with what's going on here, but it still right. makes you feel good, even though what they're saying is kind of bad. But yeah. Yep. yeah. It's a good vibe. It's a good vibe for sure. Thank you. Thank so you. the the one of my favorite, if not my favorite on it, Blissful Thinking. Uh, it's smash. It's so damn soulful. And it's so impactful. When, when my notes, I'm like, I, I literally put birth certificate because you're so young, <laughs> but the music sensibility. So I'm sounding like a birther. I'm like, I need to see a birth certificate where you bored it. <laughs> 2000 or were you born in you know 1977 something doesn't match it's just so soulful so tell me what went into that song because like I said I think it's phenomenal it's a smash thank you um yeah this one this one um I believe I wrote this uh I wrote this to a SoundCloud beat and I had found this beat that I was, I think it was like a D'Angelo type beat or something, or, or maybe like a, like a, no, I don't, yeah, I think it was like a D'Angelo type beat. And I just came up with this, I wrote the whole uh, verse, pre-chorus and chorus 
in to this beat and I was like whoa that's cool but I want it to be more aggressive and I or not aggressive but I wanted it to be a, a lot more electronic and I wanted it to be kind of an explosion of sounds on the chorus and um so when I started working on it with Andrew he took that SoundCloud beat and then created his own off of it um, and just use that as a reference. And then we just kind of guided each other to create what is now blissful thinking. But that whole process was so, was so cool to see come together. It just kind of fell perfectly into position. And while we were working on it, um, Sam Houston of Black Odyssey came in and heard us working on the track. And I forget how it happened, but he ended up um, providing his exceptional skills on also producing the record. And so he came in and threw in some shakers and then a little triangle that you hear in the chorus and also some vocals as well. Um, that, ah, oh, ooh, in the beginning is him. And then he also has a couple other like, ah, in there, that's really cool. So it just added a lot of dimension to the track. And I'm like really grateful that he was able to do that. Um, so yeah, that was dope. And this song was, uh, pretty much just about um, meeting someone new and thinking that, okay, well, maybe this one might work out. This guy seems to know my language. This guy seems to be better than the last, the last, the last ones. Um, but none of the last ones worked out. So how do I know that this is going to be any different? So that whole song is about this might just be trying to convince myself. Um, but yeah, so that's blissful thinking. And I love the spin off of wishful thinking. I love it. I love it. It's Thanks. clever, so creative. And I, like I said, you and, and Sam, shout out to Sam from Black Odyssey and the crew over there. And you guys, uh, that that tree and that family you guys have over there, whenever I see you guys working together, I know it's going to be some scorching magma lava coming out. So. <laughs> I love it. Magma. I think I want to make a shirt. Magma. I like that. Uh, so you close the project with Pretty Boy, and that's it's probably tied for my favorite. Walk me through the creation of that pro that particular song. Cool. So um, Pretty Boy was uh, the one that I I think this has turned into my favorite, and this one was produced by uh, Sam Houston as well. And he was referencing Long Long Walks um, by Jill Scott. And he just created this really cool atmosphere. And I just started writing to it. And this phrase came to my head. And, and this is another phenomenon that I really credit to all the things spiritual. Um, sometimes the hook and the line and the thing you're waiting for will just appear. And this was one of those scenarios where pretty boy just came into my head and I really wanted to take that and, and put a twist onto it instead of it being like a positive thing. Um, uh, I wanted it to be like kind of roasting someone, but also like um, your ego kind of blinds you from seeing the hurt that you're doing. And so we wrote Pretty Boy based on that idea. And it completely uh, answers the question to Blissful Thinking in that Blissful Thinking was kind of, oh, well, maybe this could work out. 
And I'm hoping that maybe just because of my past experiences, it won't be the same, but pretty boy answers and says, no, it was the same because the same type of boy will give you the same type of outcome. And um, I guess I just had been chasing the wrong things and pretty boy was yet another one of those songs that I, I wish I could sing to this person's face or to these people's faces, um, but never did. So thus pretty boy was written and yeah, so uh, that's pretty boy. They say experience breeds creation. I don't know if they say that. I think I just made that up, but you coined that. It, it sound epic. I'm going to trademark that. Yeah, I was about to say, you need to write that down. I'm going to go ahead and trademark that. But it, it it's a phenomenal body of work. Of, of, I'm Thank so, so proud of you. Um, like I said, I knew you, you were cooking up something. My dad has been giving you the stamp. <laughs> Your dad. I love him. He's the, he's the best. He's the best. When we were talking to Sam, I bring him up so much because he, he's just really a big influence to me. And mm -hmm. I, I was telling Sam about, you know, how he, he thought when he first heard Black Odyssey that they were from the 70s when he grew up. And he said, um, you ain't put me on to nothing. I, I, I had this in high school. And I'm like, Dad, this just came out this year. He was like, oh, Sam no. posted that. Yeah, that was my that was my dad. That was my dad. Yes, I didn't know that was your dad. That was my That's dad. Crazy. And uh, then I showed him. I had to pull it up on title and say, "See the year the crate, you know, is twenty twenty one." Wow. And he was like, "Get the hell out of here!" And I was like, "This guy's young. And he's get the I'm hell out of here." So, yeah, that that was my dad. So I, wow. when when I said, "You know, Grace." Uh, have a new uh, EP coming out. He's like, I already preserved uh, preserved it. I was like, reserved, but it's fine, Dad. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he loved it. He was like, tell I said it's dope and, and masterful. I was like, I will pass that message along. Thank you. No, so, but agreed, agreed on on Black Odyssey's Black Vintage. That's a timeless a timeless record for sure. So it. I see where he gets that from. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I wanted to just shout out also Jimmy from Orb, um, he did all of the engineering on all of the tracks. Uh, a lot of the vocals were not recorded with the original producers. Um, they were re-recorded with Jimmy and working with him was incredible. He's one of the, mo the most easy people to work with, just making you feel safe and comfortable, um, doing things as many times as you need. And yeah, so I just wanted to give him a huge shout out as well as Victor Gaspar. Um, he mixed all of the songs in the project. Um, my go-to man, I love him to death. Um, a huge mentor to me as well. He's been, he, he was actually the engineer for my very first track at Orb, um, which was Velvet Noise. So huge credits to him. He's, he's a wonderful guy. And uh, also Kevin Butler for mastering all of the songs. Um, and then Orb Studios, of course, that was where every song was recorded. And um, Matt Nevesky as well. He's the best. He's like my kind of manager, uh, owner of Orb as well. So I just wanted to give all those people a shout out because um, they were a huge, played a huge role in, in the creation of the project as well. Orb and the whole crew and the whole team, you guys did yeah. something on this project and a good engineer and a good mixer and a good mat getting those vocals crisp it's so important, so important. i get submitted music all the time and you know people are like hey man i want to be on the show and 
it's it starts to get overwhelming because we have a small team here and yeah. i'm and you know i'll give them feedback and i'm like hey get this mitts bro get this mat you, you have something going get you a good engineer and and, and crank that thing up so right. yeah very important so you are already a den mate you're already stamped your pass is good for life you don't you don't have to go through any type of initiation. Membership. Absolutely. Your membership is is solid. But we always play a game. I, and I know every time I say that, people think I'm jigsaw. But no, I'm not crazy. <laughs> so this game is called If You Don't Know, Now You Know. We have some questions that are random, some fun, some inspirational to really just get into the mind of the amazing Grace Sorison. So the friends of the den, the den mates, and your fans can really just kind of get to know you. So are you ready? Yeah. All right. So if you don't know, now you know. Baby, baby. Question one. And this one is is very hallmarky, but what do you find beautiful? Um, uh, being surrounded by creativity, people that love what they do, people that are in their element. Um, I love going to dance events because of that. It's just a huge collection of just people that are all exploding with creativity and passion, um, as well as just being around as many people as I can that are creative minded. Um, I think sunsets are really beautiful. Uh, if you know me, you know that I post like way too many videos of me listening to uh, weird songs while watching the sun go down. I just love it. The sun is a beautiful thing and it's inevitable and it will always be there for you. And I love it. It's like my best friend. Um, but yeah, th those are things that I think are beautiful. I also think my mom is beautiful. Yeah. I was going to start adding people to the list, but then some people would get mad if I like left them out, you know, so I'm going to leave it at home. Mom is always safe. You can always get away. Dads, we always get the No one else is going to get mad if I just say mom. Yeah, no, you say you shout out mom to get it. Who's going to beat mom? Nobody. Right. Everybody knows that. Yeah. So that that's awesome. That that is a beautiful answer. I love uh, you know, to be in same thing, surrounded by creativity. Not so much the sun, I'm a bit of a vampire, but the creativity. Oh, I get you. Yeah, I I love the creativity. It, it kind of just fuels you. So this is a fill in the blanks question. Strangers would describe me as blank, but only only I know that I am blank? Um, I almost want to like call my sister and see what like people would call, what would assume, what they would assume. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like people think that I'm, uh, some people at first glance might think that I like uh, am popular or like really outgoing all the time, but I definitely, um, like my alone time uh i love being alone it's just a place where i can you know all of these songs started being written alone um it's just a place where i can help myself to grow and help myself to figure out what things are going on in my head and how to grow from that from them and kind of diagnose things that are happening in my life so yeah i'd say i, I really like being having my alone time even Superman has a fortress of solitude. So I tell people you right. need to be able to be happy alone with yourself. At the end yes. of the day, if you can't be happy with yourself, you're going to have some issues with everybody else. So <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. That is key. So this one, this one is a, a, a kind of 
a fun question to kind of what would you do if you were stranded on an island with one album that you would have to listen to for the remainder of that time on the island, what album would you pick? See, this is a, a, a like a terrible question. Not on your part, but it's making me freak so out. So much good music, though. It's, it's, it's so much good music. music. And how am I supposed to know what I'm going to want to listen to that day that I get stranded or for the rest of my life? You know what I mean? You're going to need something with some variety. Right. I'm not going to lie. Okay, there's there's a... There's a song, there's, okay, the song On It by Jasmine Sullivan uh, and Ari Lennox is a song that every time it comes on, I am a slave to it. I cannot turn it off. I can't switch it. So I feel like there really are very few songs like that. And Jasmine Sullivan is one of the, I think the only artist that can come on any time of the day, any album, any song and I am not able to change it. I, she just, she just rules over me. So I honestly think anything by Jasmine Sullivan, but specifically hotels, um, that album that on it is on also that album also does the same interlude song thing that you were talking about. It's so cool. Listening to that album is like, is like walking into these people's minds. So I respect her on a totally wild level so probably that one that was a very long-winded answer no it's a great answer that album actually got our number two placing on our top 10 albums oh uh, seriously years on our rating yeah and that came out <laughs> january of 2021 so now it's a yeah. a whole year later and it's still and i'm a guy that is that the album was not for my demographic definitely it, not <laughs> not for my demographic. Some of the stories, I was like, oh my God, I, my, my ears. But <laughs> I was like, I did not know the other side was living like this. But it, <laughs> it was an amazing album. I felt like I shouldn't be there, but I was just like, oh. That was her point. That was her yeah. purpose. It was, it was beautiful. So yeah, that was our number two album. So good choice. Good choice. Cool. All right. So if you were able to study under the learning tree, of one artist, alive or dead, legendary artist that would be able to mentor you, what artist would you pick? Um, I've thought about this before, and I can't pick one, um, but I would love to study under Prince or low-key. I would love to hear what Bob Marley has to say about the world. And 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 worldview and why he makes music, I would love to sit and learn under his direction. But yeah, yeah, I would live in a hut and just follow Bob around. I don't, I don't even, yeah, just I just want to play soccer. He, he eats. I I don't know, like sleep in the way that he sleeps. You know, trying to figure out what it's like to be him for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Great answer. No, you definitely icon. Great answer. I, I love that answer. So, uh, what is a amazing food combination that the world would be shocked that graced you? It could be strange. It could be uh, weird. It could be gross to the whole world. But it's, it's some go-to snack that you're like, you know what? This is my jam, and it will forever <laughs> be my jam. <laughs> Okay, I thought I didn't eat weird, and then this week I went to the store and brought this thing home, and my sister was like, "Grace, what is wrong with you?" And I I do realize that it's it's still normal food for babies, 
but like grown people shouldn't eat it. But I do like, okay, this sounds so weird, but I, I really like the baby food snacks. Like for like toddler, not the like mix, not, not the messy, like I don't like go go squeeze or like okay. the stuff. I don't like that stuff. It, it makes me feel like a baby. But their snacks go crazy, like the little puff things, you know. Hey, I have a cabinet full of fruit roll ups. They're great. My uh, my um, I'm sure if I went to a doctor, they were like, "Are you 13? The way you eat, or like, hey, when you become an adult." <laughs> All the things that your mom said you couldn't have. So Lunchables, Dunkaroos, they're all in the fridge. Now right. I need to go vegan <laughs> for sure. So Grace, this has been a pleasure. As I mentioned before, Thank I am you. super proud of you. And Thank I wish you. you nothing but good fortune, blessings, great success. Uh, you. You're one of the most talented friends of the den that we have. So uh, just keep on pushing. I think 2022 is going to be phenomenal for you. I want everybody watching this to go to your streaming service, whatever you use, title, Amazon, whatever. Uh, go download the music, listen to it, put some. Uh, we're we're going to have to put a put a little red dot in our comments for the reflect Mars. Let them know that that Mars sent you and and just run those numbers up because it's phenomenal phenomenal body of work and we want more we want more we want more we want you to be able to be in this industry at 85 years old sitting on a stool belting out some tool to, uh, tunes if that's what you want that's you have that type of talent so thank you thank you that is the dream that thank is the dream well you're gonna keep pushing and you're gonna you're definitely gonna get it you're definitely gonna get it so grace before we go Please let the world know where they can find you, what you have going on, any projects you want to promote and any shout outs you want to give. You've earned it. The floor is yours. Thank you. Um, first of all, thank you so much for having me back. I love chatting with you. You are literally one of the best. And so I'm always really grateful to be on here uh, and especially to talk about work that we've been doing here in Austin. So I really appreciate you giving us a voice. And um yeah, all my socials are, or my streaming uh, profiles are under Grace Sorensen. That's uh, whatever you like to listen to, Apple Music, Spotify, um, whatever is out there that you listen to music on. And my Instagram is at realgraces, Real Graces. And um, we talked about this last time. I don't have a Twitter, uh, but I'm making one. It's still in the works because apparently I need one. So that's coming. Um, but I'm also working with uh, a couple of new producers as well to create my next project. So that's already in the works. Um, and I'm really excited for this next wave um, as, as well as doing a music video coming soon for Pretty Boy. Uh, and yeah, so that's what I've been working on for now. And thank you guys again for whoever like listens to my music. That's really cool. And thank you for having me again. You are more than welcome. You are hungry. You're phenomenal. I've coined it before, the amazing Grace Soros. <laughs> super amazing. She's super dope. Guys, thank you guys for tuning in. Please check out the music. It's phenomenal. I've never steered you wrong. I'm batting like a thousand. You can trust <laughs> Look at the beard. You can trust me. So make sure you stream the music. Run those numbers up. Support Grace. The video's coming soon. She's got more heat coming for us. So Get your ears ready for that magma that's coming. And as always, thank you guys for tuning in. Like, 
comment, subscribe. If you're listening on the audio podcast, like it up, follow it up. Follow Grace on social media. Tell her Mars sent you and that you love the music. She is one of the kindest uh, and she will literally say thank you. So please check her out and support these young, talented artists. Shout out to the entire Austin music scene. I feel like you guys are a home away from home. You guys are all phenomenal. Um, I'll be coming to Austin in the summer to film my new show. So I hope to see all you guys out there. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've got a new show coming out. Uh, We haven't titled it yet, but we're going to be going out to these towns, these hotbeds of artists, hanging out with them, eating. Something like that. Something like that. Hey, that's. That's not a bad idea. It is it's gonna it's gonna be magma. It's gonna be a magma hot show. So it's haven't got it yet. Yeah, it sounds good. It sounds good. Good the merch. So hopefully we'll get to see you guys out there. I've already talked to Sam. He's t- told me about the food truck coming. So he's gonna be out there, and and I'll see the whole crew hopefully. And I see you guys in your element, just rocking it out. So uh, I wish everybody a, a very happy 2022 so far. This been a great new year so far besides all like our legends going but as always thank you guys for watching it's your boy mars that's grace always put the wrong way that's grace and as always peace love unity respect hey yo this is your boy cb no ghost and we have been watching down in the deep and please like, subscribe, and comment. Peace.